Alrighty, as you can see right now, um, I don't have anybody that I'm doing the podcast with. It's been an interesting week. I just got home from Florida, and I've been really tired. And so this is a perfect storm, really. I'm doing it in my room today. So if anybody feels the need to click away, then go ahead. We're probably not going to get a lot of viewers on this one. That's fine. But, you know, just go to the intro. You know, you know. You know, you know. Um. Um. Yeah. You know, you know. You know, you know how the story go. You done shot my style. You done stole my flow. You done seen me out. You can snow hello. And you wonder why. Man, you know, you know. So, what what a week it's been for the news cycle. We're just going to jump right into it. The Pat McAfee Show. Has anybody heard of it? It's a pretty popular show. It started with Barstool, uh, former Colts punter Pat McAfee, went and created a YouTube show. It was originally on Barstool, and then he went independent with YouTube, and then ESPN picked up his show. Well... Over the past, I'd like to say four years, he's had every Tuesday, I believe, which was the Aaron Rodgers hour. Aaron Rodgers, um, one of the best quarterbacks in NFL history, a four-time NFL MVP, one-time Super Bowl champion, played all those years with the Packers, and now he's the Jets quarterback. His season was cut short after the fourth play uh, of the season where he tore his Achilles. So he's had a lot of spare time on his hands. Now Aaron Rodgers, everybody knows, he is a staunch anti-vaxxer. He's a fellow anti-vaxxer. I'm a fan, more so of the person than the player, but it's good to see an alternative perspective, especially from him. He's such a healthy person, and he's generated a lot of media controversy in the past, um, uh, suggesting that he was immunized instead of being vexed, Um, and he caught a lot of heat in the media for that, and ultimately what happened was he ended up going on the Joe Rogan experience, uh, becoming friends with him just generating a larger platform for people around the country that hadn't got vaccinated for COVID-19 and provided just an an alternative uh, point of view in terms of that. So what happened? Well, on January 2nd, Aaron Rodgers said that he will pop some sort of bottle when the Epstein Associates list is released. And then he suggested, (laughs) this was kind of ballsy, he suggested Jimmy Kimmel, Late night talk show host Jimmy Kimmel would be named. So everybody take a listen and then you guys can decide for yourselves what you think of this. Bring it up. Bring it up, Foxy or somebody back. Seats on it. We have Super Bowl 58. You'll see it. The envelope. So this is Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show. And then bring up 57 and 56. Has something to do with the Epstein list that came out? what Aaron Rodgers was saying if you didn't hear it 
um, he was saying there's a lot of people, including Jimmy Kimmel, that don't want the Epstein client list to come out. And so if you guys have heard, if you've been living under a rock, let me inform you real quick. There's this guy named Jeffrey Epstein, and what he did was he ran a giant pedophile island. Basically, what would happen is he had underage boys and girls, mostly girls, however, and he would have them in sex slavery. And what he would do was nobody knows exactly where he came from. If he was Israeli intelligence, if he was U.S. intelligence, nobody knows for sure. If he worked with the CIA, there's, there's, nobody knows. But what happened was Jeffrey Epstein would blackball and blackmail uh, celebrities, athletes, influencers, politicians into coming to this island. And he would either get them drunk, have them on drugs, whatever, and then have them engage in acts of pedophilia. And he would have it all on camera. And then what would happen is they would realize what would happen. He'd be like, okay, now, congressman, uh, vote on this or we're going to show you everybody what you did and stuff like that. And so all these people, he had blackmail on all these different people. The thought is that he had blackmail on people like Bill Clinton, uh, Oprah Winfrey, Tom Hanks, George Clooney, is so on and so forth. And so Jimmy Kimmel was allegedly on this list. What happened to Jeffrey Epstein is basically he uh, was accused of hanging, him, hanging himself, excuse me, was accused of hanging himself, but the lacerations on his neck after the autopsy showed that he was actually murdered. And so he was in jail when this happened, and the cameras were mysteriously out. Cut out the recording. And so what did Jimmy Kimmel do? <laughs> well, he responded. His tweet. So he quoted that. So that was by a guy named Colin Rugg on Twitter. So Jimmy Kimmel quoted that tweet. He said, Dear asshole, for the record, I've not met, flown with, visited, or had any contact whatsoever with Epstein, nor will you find my name on the list. In quotes. Other than the clearly phony nonsense that soft brain wackos like yourself can't seem to distinguish from reality. Your reckless words put my family in danger. Keep it up, and we will debate the facts further in court. And so this is quite interesting because Jimmy Kimmel loves to shit on a lot of people. I'm, I'm not a fan of Jimmy Kimmel, me personally. He was spreading a bunch of misinformation about all these different things as well. Um, it, it, we'll just look further into this whole situation. And, and he, you know, he not only reacted uh, by quoting the tweet, but he also reacted on his late night talk show. So we'll, we'll, we'll see that here. We got a damn ad, though, unfortunately. So this is his monologue. Here we go. Jeffrey Epstein. 
Okay, Jimmy. Continuing. I've never met Jeffrey Epstein. I'm not on a list. I was not on a plane or an island or anything ever. And I suggested that if Aaron wanted to make false and very damaging statements like that, that he should do it in court so he could share his proof with like a judge. Because, you know, when you hear a guy who won a Super Bowl and did the, all the State Farm commercials say something like this, a lot of people believe it. A lot of delusional people honestly believe I am meeting up with Tom Hanks and Oprah at Shakey's once a week to eat pizza and drink the blood of children. And I know this because I hear from these people often. My wife hears from them. My kids hear from them. My poor mailman hears from these people. And now we're hearing from lots more of them thanks to Aaron Rodgers who I guess believes one of two things. Either he actually believes my name was going to be on Epstein's list, which is insane, or the more likely scenario is he doesn't actually believe that. He just said it because he's mad at me for making fun of his top knot and his lies about being vaccinated. I... It should be noted real quick before we continue that what Jimmy Kimmel was referring to uh, drinking the blood of children and eating pizza is something called Pizzagate. So... What you'll have to do is you'll have to look that up. That's a whole different thing. Uh, Pizzagate is basically a conspiracy where politicians were involved in pedophilia and it all was located underneath a pizza shop. Uh, but the second thing, drinking baby, or, or the blood of children rather, what actually was the case was it's not entirely proven, but you could go on YouTube and you could look at videos of Sandra Bullock talking about getting a penis facial and taking... Um, the foreskin of a, of a Korean baby and injecting it into her face uh, to appear younger, which is what the accusations of these people that are thought to be taking baby blood, which is called adrenochrome, uh, to appear younger. So there, there's similarities and, and there's different things that you could do to connect it. And honestly, man, it's it, 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 it very concerning when you think about it. It's it like I said, it's a conspiracy. Not a lot of the stuff is proven, but it's just very weird. Anyway, continuing on. He's particularly upset, I think, because I made fun of the fact that he floated this wacko idea that the UFO sightings that were in the news in February were being reported to distract us from the Epstein list. That was Aaron's which I think might be true. That he shared, and I mocked. Well, let me show you the moment that so badly bruised Aaron's Thanksgiving Day parade-sized ego. By the way, real quick, who the fuck watches Jimmy Kimmel? Like, okay, I'm watching his YouTube clip. This YouTube clip, he's got 19.2 million subs on YouTube, right? And this YouTube clip has almost 2 million views. This is a day ago, so it went viral. But, like, isn't Greg Gutfeld which is a guy on Fox News, doesn't he have, like, the number one late-night talk show? And that's not saying anything. Uh, These companies, and it's funny, because ESPN is owned by Disney, and ABC, which Jimmy Kimmel was on, is also owned by Disney. So it's funny, these two parent companies, or just, like, or sister companies, are just kind of going at it. It's quite interesting, but I don't know anybody that looks forward to watching Jimmy Kimmel. You know what I mean? Or any late-night talk shows, for that matter. I feel like now... The powers in podcasting, man. These people are old media, and old media is dying. You see it. He won't release his numbers. I don't think so. I, let's look it up. Let's look it up right now. How many people watch Jimmy Kimmel? Alrighty. 
Let's see here. How popular is Jimmy Kimmel? Okay. Uh, during the week of January 16, 2023, Jimmy Kimmel Live ranked as the number one late night talk show among adults 18 to 49. Huh. Beating NBC's The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon by 21%. At two fifty three thousand, and CBS's um, Late Show starring Stephen Colbert by twenty seven percent, two forty one thousand. That's interesting. All right, so this this is claiming that Jimmy Kimmel is the uh, Jimmy Kimmel Live is the number one late night talk show among adults eighteen to forty nine. All right, hold on. Now I want to look up Greg Gutfeld uh, talk show. Number one. And let's just see here. This is in the Washington Examiner. And right here what we have is it's saying, okay, per Nielsen's ratings, Gutfeld in particular, now have the most television viewers last week. Okay, so this is back in October. But this is for a week. So they beat, this is crazy, Gutfeld nabbed the most viewers at 2,062,000, leaving CBS's The Late Show with Colbert trailing behind with, it was like 1.9 million viewers. Um, next was Jimmy Kimmel at 1.6, and The Tonight Show with 1.3. That's crazy. Huh. That is crazy. So this was only one day. That's the issue, okay. But... Okay, this is actually really bad for him. And here's why. So, this is during, this is 2023. So, th these are old numbers. But, 307,000, bro, podcasts, they get millions and millions and millions of views. I just saw Shannon Sharp did a podcast with Cat Williams. And it was two hours and 46 minutes, a long time, much longer than you would get an interview on Kimmel. In seven days, it's got 47 million views. Are you kidding me? Joe Rogan gets like 12 million views a podcast. Doesn't matter who it is. If it's like The Rock, I would assume it's much more. You can't really find these numbers until Spotify reports them. But, bro, all media is dying. Like, I don't know anybody my age that doesn't wear a mask outside that watches Kimmel and looks forward to watching Jimmy Kimmel. Like, I just don't understand what the appeal is, man. He, he, he's not even funny. Like, none of these people are even funny. Like, if I was to go looking for funny, I wouldn't go looking to watch a late-night talk show. Even SNL, now, I mean, they're kind of funny again now, but majority of these, these programs on TV aren't funny. You got to look at podcasts. You got to look at comedy specials, right? I love Theo Vaughn. I love this past weekend with Theo Vaughn. He's so entertaining. He's so funny off the cuff. He could just talk and ramble for hours upon hours upon hours, and, and I would listen. Another one I love to listen to, I love to listen to Tim Dillon. Tim Dillon ranting about just world anything, uh, world news, cultural events, whatever the case may be. Tim Dillon is just great off the riff like that, and he could ramble and, and talk about stories, and he's just so talented like that. I also love his stand-up. Another special that I... Ooh, I love the special uh, from Shane Gillis called Beautiful Dogs. It, it, it's so funny. It is probably the funniest special that I have watched in a long time. 
it's right up there in my top three. And so, like, I mean, you want to talk about funny. Those are three comedians right there. You want to talk about somebody like a Cat Williams. I mean, we could go into this right now. I had, I actually had this planned for a little bit later in the podcast. But, I mean, if you guys don't know what happened with Cat Williams. Yeah. If you don't know what happened with Cat Williams, I'll just suggest and tell you. So, Cat <clears throat> Williams, what he did was last week he went on Club Shay Shay. This is Shannon Sharp's podcast. <clears throat> Cat Williams is a comedian, actor, and overall entertainer, and he's been in the industry for like 20 plus years. Now, the media has said in the past that he resorted to drugs, and as a result, he didn't get as many acting gigs in Hollywood as he once did. He was blackballed, not gonna lie. Well, he is still doing very well, a successful touring comic all over the world, especially in the United States, and he told everything about the industry. So one of the people that Cat Williams targeted was Kevin Hart, and this was this was crazy. So here's what what Cat Williams basically said about Kevin Hart. <clears throat> Let me find it here. Hold on one second. I thought I had it. I'm not gonna lie. Kind of pissed. I don't. All right. Hold on one second. If I could find it, that'd be great. Come on. All right, we ready? Movie that for a five-year period. He's talking about Kevin Hart right here. This is Cat Williams on Club Shay Shay. Every single movie that Kevin Hart did was a movie that had been on my desk. That all I had said was just can we take some of this step and fetch it shit out and then I can do it like it don't need to be overtly homosexual because I'm not homosexual right it doesn't need that right. to be funny right mm-hmm. and, and and me saying that and them going oh yeah no problem and then going to give it to this other guy and having him do it just like it was and acting like I'm a bad person because I keep standing on my standard but um <laughs> yeah it's a uh, it's interesting, but I, I wouldn't change it for the world. Like, again, I'm, I'm on the way. <laughs> I knew that that's the end goal. So if that's the end goal and I'm there when I start, why would I deviate from that? Right. Remember, I, 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 my goal was to get this far in Hollywood and still have a virgin asshole. <laughs> And never has sucked a penis. That was my only goal. Now, I had to turn down 50 million. What? (coughs) What? I'm sorry. We're going to continue. Dollars four times. I want to, I want to, I want to rewind a little bit. Listen to what he said here. Listen to what he said. He said, P. Diddy be wanting to party. P. Diddy, Puff Daddy, or known as Diddy, wants to party. 
but you have to tell him no. And then what Cat Williams just said right here was really interesting. So Cat Williams said that he was offered $50 million four times, and he turned it down each time because of what came with it, because P. Diddy likes to party, and you have to tell him no. <sighs> All right, so Diddy, P. Diddy, Puff Daddy, allegedly has... Allegedly, he's in the Illuminati, and what people kind of pieced together was that he engages in homosexual acts and and orgies kind of just to, to get people to do things that make him money and give him power over people. And so P. Diddy is thought to be one of these people that controls the gate, is a gatekeeper, essentially, in maybe not Hollywood, but the music industry for rappers in general. Let's continue here. Also, what Cat Williams is suggesting here is that he turned down all the homosexual roles um, in Hollywood that they threw at him, but then... Because they, you know, he he just, he had standards, right? He didn't want to do what they wanted him to do. But then Kevin Hart, who publicly, before he blew up, actually. Kevin Hart, before he blew up. Kevin Hart, before he blew up. <clears throat> would often talk about not wanting to compromise his morals for success and that he would never wear a dress. And then you see multiple movies. There, there's one SNL skit that comes to mind. And Kevin Hart came out wearing a dress in this SNL skit. And after he wore that dress on live television in front of the entire world, he started getting all these roles and then his, his acting career started to blow up along with his stand-up career, which was already doing well, but Cat Williams here is accusing him of being an industry plant. And you'll see right here. Right here, so this first one here is, uh, you guys can't see it, but I'll narrate it for you. So after Cat Williams said that, here are three clips of uh, Kevin Hart having like a homosexual role in a movie. So basically here in this first one, he's getting like dry humped by Shaq. Uh, Shaq put him over a car and he's getting dry humped in the in the in the in the movie. What this can also be known as is a humiliation. I can't ever say it. What this can also be known as is a humiliation ritual. And what humiliation rituals are in Hollywood and specifically for the Illuminati, if you want to further your career, expand your career and blow up. Uh, you publicly humiliate yourself as a, in this case, as a black man, um, in the form of a gay humiliation ritual. So like little, little Baby did at the uh, all-white party at Michael Rubin's house in the Hamptons. What, that was considered to be a humiliation ritual by a lot of people. So let's just continue. <clears throat> 
point is that he accused Kevin Hart of doing all these things and resorting to other means to further his career. And so Kevin Hart actually responded here. So Kevin Hart responded to Cat Williams, and he said, you don't entertain the circus, you watch it. But notice how he didn't deny anything from what Cat Williams was saying. Let's continue on here. So he said, you don't entertain the circus, you watch it. Uh, After comedian Cat Williams called him out during an explosive rant on the Club Shay Shay podcast. And so they've had, they've had a previous beef. I mean, this goes all the way back to like 10 years ago, I think, when Cat Williams said something about Kevin Hart in like press for, I think it was Scary Movie 5, if I'm not confused. What Kevin Hart did is he went on The Breakfast Club, and I think Tiffany Haddish was on it too, and he basically dissed Cat Williams, and ever since then they've had a feud. Kevin Hart then continued to say, when a lion comes out and rides the bike, you don't think about it too hard. You just go, okay, that's crazy. The lion is riding a bike. And then you go home and enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, Kevin Hart responded during an interview on Fox 5's Kevin McCarthy about his new action comedy, Lift. Okay, so that's what Cat Williams said. <clears throat> so Kevin Hart said, I don't feed in the stuff at all. At the end of the day, it's all entertaining to a certain degree, Hart said. He added he's sure his fans will fact-check claims like the ones made against him by Cat Williams. And actually, believe it or not, a lot of Kevin Hart's fans, and like the comments, I think it was a video on TikTok that he posted, but I could be wrong. What happened was he was he was fact-checked by his fans, but instead, they were fact-checking Kevin Hart, saying like, oh, why didn't you respond to Cat Williams? Like, why didn't you deny any of these allegations uh, that you like sold your soul and you compromised your morals? to advance your career in Hollywood. And Cat Williams also called him a plant, too, saying that uh, he couldn't... Oh, what did he say? So Kevin Hart, like, he's from Philly, and so he had a prominent early career on the East Coast. But everybody, like, in L.A., and especially him, he said that he started his career on the West Coast. And so Cat Williams, like, fact-checked him. And once again, Kevin Hart, like, didn't talk about any of that at all which is i mean i don't know man it's uh kevin hart said i just don't have time for it there's too much going on so here's what here's what cat williams said more so going on that uh claim of being like an industry plant so uh cat williams said kevin hart already had his deals when he got here we have a actually i could just say it here we go Start a new career in real estate. Don't mind the ads once again. I, I completely apologize. Let's see. I want to find what Cat Williams was saying about Kevin Hart. That's the whole purpose that I... see if this is it okay this is it this is cat williams talking about kevin hart saying that he didn't have an early career in la he started everything in new york and like um the east coast philadelphia stuff like that here we go cat williams is saying he already had his deals when he got to la 
comedian that came to L.A., and in his first year in L.A., he had his own sitcom on network television and had his own movie called Soul Plane that he was leading. No, we've never heard of that before that person or since that person. What do you think a plant is? Maybe people don't understand the definitions of these words. He already had it. He's speaking facts, man. I've said this for a minute. I think that Kevin Hart is definitely an industry plant. You gotta, you gotta look at everything. I always point to once again. I'll point to that SNL thing <clears throat> where he wore the dress. That was not very. It was very out of the ordinary because you look at interviews from prior years, and Kevin Hart said, "Yeah, I'll, I'll never compromise my morals to further my career. Absolutely not. I'll never wear a dress. Never wear a dress." And then he's on SNL during a skit wearing a blue dress, dressed as a girl. And it's not just him, man. There's a bunch of prominent, uh, particularly like black comedian, comedians, comedian, like comedic actors um, that have been accused of doing this to further their career. Somebody like Dave Chappelle, who turned down 50 million because and he went on Oprah. You could look all this up. Dave Chappelle turned down $50 million because he wasn't comfortable with what came with it. And he talked about, more or less, the humiliation rituals and, and being forced to wear a dress when he didn't feel comfortable. And I don't know, man. It's all... It, I think there's a there's a greater conspiracy in Hollywood. I think Hollywood is a very dark and evil place next to Washington, D.C. And I... Uh, I don't know. I think we got to protect Cat Williams at all costs because I'm a, I've been a fan of him for a minute. I remember watching movies with him in it when I was like littler, um, like early teenagers, stuff like that. But it's just crazy, man. I think that's it. I think that's it here. That's one of the bigger things I want to talk to. But yeah, Cat Williams broke the internet, bro. Shit was crazy. Here's okay. Here's something else that I wanted to talk about. So, Cat Williams also talked about Michael Jackson, and there is a how much time do I have, real quick? Okay, we're at half an hour. Um, there was a recent clip of Cat Williams in one of his old stand-ups from like maybe 2012 that uh, resurfaced online, and I, I want to get your guys' opinion on this. So, if you can go in the chat. And, um, you know, just comment on what you think, man, about this whole thing. Am I doing a good job with the solo podcast? This pro this thing, I'm not going to lie, this podcast probably isn't getting any views. I understand. I had to put something out. So this is subpar. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I apologize. <clears throat> I wanted to go on more conspiracy on this one because it's just myself. But listen to this and tell me what you think. He's talking about Michael Jackson. I'll restart it. Basically, what happened? What just happened in that? Uh, damn! What happened in that clip was Cat Williams said that Michael Jackson's last tour, he literally named it "This Is It," and Cat Williams said he named it "This Is It."
This is a clip of Michael Jackson. It's cutting back and forth from um, Cat Williams to Michael Jackson. So Michael Jackson is saying this is it, his last tour. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know if Michael Jackson was murdered. I don't know if Kevin Hart really sold his soul. You don't know. But I can tell you this, man. He's not... Kevin Hart's not denying shit. All he's saying is go watch my movie, you know? So, here's another one I wanted to look at. We talked about P. Diddy earlier. And... Here's a, here's a Twitter video, and it's an SNL skit from a while ago, and it's got the guy that was dressed up, um, this guy dressed as a woman, the guy that played Hank Schrader from Breaking Bad, it was on SNL, P. Diddy's in the two, and um, the guy on SNL that played in Good Burger, I think his name's uh, Keegan or whatever, I'm not sure, but anyway, he's in it too. Basically, okay, so the guy, Hank Schrader, is dressed as a woman, and uh, P. Diddy's hitting on him, and it's in a record label. What's up, snitches? It's indeed a pleasure to meet you. So he kisses the hand right there of the guy dressed in drag. Oh, did as you know, a bitch gotta stay dipped. And it's kind of funny, okay, on the surface. And so you see Keegan right there, like, in disbelief. And in, in the skit, Diddy's going to keep hitting on the man dressed in drag as to go along with the joke. He said he would tear that ass up. And then this drag queen, or the guy dressed in drag, the guy dressed in drag kind of like twerked on him a little bit. And then it cut to this Cat Williams clip. So listen to this once again. Million dollars four times. Four times. Just to protect my integrity and that virgin hole I was telling you about. Right. Because uh, P. Diddy be wanting to party. And you gotta tell him no. Once again, P. Diddy be wanting to party, but you gotta tell him no. This is... I mean, that if there was a greater conspiracy that they were hiding just in plain sight, this is how they would do it. They would do it through comedy. They would do it by just like making jokes. You know what I mean? They would, they would do it by kind of like hinting towards these things happening, but really, uh, you know, oh, it's, it's not how it's just a joke, but I don't know, man. So I, I apologize if I... Haven't been covering this well. Haven't been explaining this well. It's a new little uh, 
for lack of a better term, this is a new lane I'm in, just doing the solo and, and just talking about this, man, I'll get, I'll get better as, um, as I continue to do solo podcasts, I hope I don't have to do a lot, but just in the, in this scenario, this is, uh, this is what I was prompted to do, and so there is something else, there are two other things I want to talk about today, but this next one kind of pulls on the heartstrings a little bit, because I don't know, I, I never try to mock religion, Okay, I'm <clears throat> I'm Catholic. I'm a practicing Catholic, and I, and I try to respect everybody else's beliefs, whether they're religious or not. That really doesn't matter. But what Lil Nas X did yesterday on January 9th, uh, it's kind of upsetting. I'm not gonna lie. So over the past couple days, Lil Nas X said that he was blackballed from the music industry, and on Friday, which is the 11th. No, the 12th. <clears throat> He'll be exposing everybody. He was doing this on Twitter, all right? And I'm thinking, oh, well, who knows, right? He maybe turned his life around. I think he was hinting that he turned his life around um, and found God. Okay, cool. Well, I'm watching a video. I didn't know it was loud. I'm watching a video right now on his Instagram story, and it's him dressed as Jesus. But he's got... He's got like a, a plate full of hosts and uh, another plate with like little tiny like shot plastic shot glasses of wine. And this is a TikTok, so the music is fast. But the ca- the caption is "Damn, he fucking that shit up." But he's eating like the host, and then he's drinking the wine back and forth, back and forth, dressed as Jesus. Is And then the next one right here, then he put out a video. Uh, Lil Nas X, J. Christ, out Friday. So he has a new song called J. Christ. And so he put out a 21-second clip of a music video. And so it's a bunch of people dressed in white. And they're walking across a green, like, hilly field. And then they're walking upstairs. And so the people in the in this music video, it's not the exact people, but it's actors dressed to look like these people. So actors dressed to look like Oprah, Kanye, and Obama, for example. So he said, I'm in my prime. And then he said, bitch, I'm back like Jay Christ. Here's the thing. Once again... I am somebody that I don't like to judge people based off like their beliefs. But when it comes to the alphabet people, and I'm just going to call them the alphabet people, God forbid you give them the wrong pronoun and they will throw a fit because they got offended. And I try to be very, not politically correct, but I try to be very respectful towards all people. But when it comes to mocking Jesus Christ and, and Christianity and, and God, we give you people, the alphabet people, a lot of leeway because you don't expect followers of Christ and, and believers in any religion, really, to uh, throw the fits that you throw. The world gives you a lot of tolerance, and, and I, I really don't think that... I don't think it's your place to mock. I don't think it's anybody's place to mock. Jesus Christ. Ah. 
I mean, everybody has their own beliefs, but God forbid one of the alphabet people get offended over something that one of the other groups of society do. And then it's chaos. It's hell on earth. It's everything is broken loose. But you guys are allowed to make content that offends everybody else. It just doesn't make sense. So I don't know. I used to be a fan of Lil Nas X. Even after he came out as gay, he wasn't obnoxious, but I don't, I don't know, man. This is just, I, I do hope he finds God. I'm not a perfect Catholic. I'm not a perfect Christian. I, I, I'll admit that, but I don't know. We just, I don't think anybody should be mocking Christ. I don't think anybody should be mocking God. And it, it, it's a real telltale, too, of where our society is going, that these things are continuing to happen. Because he said before he started to promote the song that the industry made him make the satanic lap dance video. But nah, this is... I think it was just a... It was just a farce. So... We, we let you alphabet people do a lot, but... I don't know. In other words, <clears throat> that's just, that just came in one. I just, I don't, I don't know what to say about that. In other words, I, I want to talk about the Golden Globes, not the Golden Globes with Ricky Gervais a couple years ago. I want to talk about the Golden Globes from 2024. So something happened, and I think we should all share about this, because I talk about Selena Gomez sometimes on this podcast, but when I talk about Selena Gomez, I never talk about her music. It's always something like a controversy that she's involved in. The last time we talked about Selena Gomez on this podcast, we ended up talking about her breasts and how large they are. And yes, it was a little bit inappropriate, but it was all in good fun. Well, she's back in the news, and here's why. So... Selena Gomez had an encounter with Taylor Swift, and it went viral, actually. And so what went viral was this moment at the Golden Globes where Taylor Swift was uh, had the camera focused on her, and Selena Gomez whispered into Taylor Swift's ear. And so there was a lot of controversy about like what she had exactly whispered because you know not a lot of people knew. Well, then there was a lip reader, and the lip reader confirmed that Selena Gomez and Taylor Swift were talking about Timothy Chalamet, and this is even crazier because then we learned over time, as more news came out, that Selena Gomez went to go over to Timothy Chalamet at the Golden Globes just to say hi and take a picture. Well, Kylie Jenner, Timothy Chalamet's boyfriend, said, no, you can't do it. And Kylie Jenner, like, denied Selena Gomez the chance to, you know, be able to get a picture with Timothy Chalamet and just to say hi. And so right here, we, we, could, uh, we could talk about it and we could read the video here. So it says, Gomez is seemingly spilling some tea about Timothy Chalamet and Kylie Jenner to Taylor Swift and Keely Sperry uh, while huddled close together during a commercial break Sunday night. And Internet Sleuths quickly pointed out that Gomez appeared to be telling the BFFs that Chalamet had refused to take a picture with her, which lip-reading expert Jeremy Freeman agrees with. Freeman then deciphered the hush-hush conversation uh, for page six exclusively, claiming that Gomez went up to Swift and Spiri and said he didn't want a picture with me. He said, no. <sighs> Bro. 
Let me just let me just close the close the laptop real quick. Bro. So what you're telling me is we got a Kylie Jenner Selena Gomez war. Whew. <sighs> Timothy Chalamet, man, I'm not gonna lie, he does it for me. Timothy Chalamet does it for me. I'll admit it. As a I'll raise my right hand. As a heterosexual man, Timothy Chalamet does it for me. I've been more of a fan of his acting for a year now. It's been going on and on. And I've been watching more of his stuff. I love the Dune movies. I can't tell you how much. Kylie Jenner, man, it's like how much of her is fake. You know what I mean? Not a fan of Kylie Jenner. But I'm a fan of Selena Gomez. So hopefully they work that out, man. But it'll be interesting to watch everything unfold. And so that that's it. I'm not going to lie. We're at... 43 minutes i'm gonna make cuts but ultimately fellas i uh if anybody's still watching i appreciate it um but yeah we'll see where this goes if i do more solo episodes in the future uh apologize i didn't have a guest man it's been it's been crazy i literally just got home from florida a couple hours ago and so trying to put something together in a short amount of time was very difficult so i got a great guest lined up though and uh yeah it's gonna be fun so hopefully everybody can subscribe you know just stay in tune to the channel make sure to like all the shorts follow on the pages and uh yeah we'll see you next week